0: Um, it's, it's, this, this campaign we're doing here in the state of California has a force of its own. It's uh, it just it seems to have its own magnetism, and people are jumping on board left and right. Uh, we know what's at stake. We understand. Um, it's also a beautiful opportunity for us to turn a world around. But we also have to we have to be ready, right, and yeah. prepared. And um, and people are doing it. And I've never seen. Um, I've never seen so many amazing people. In fact, I was just talking to this. I was at this beautiful Brave and the Free uh, conference in New York City last week. And last weekend at this Glad Tidings Church, and I was so impressed because I was meeting people. And, I, and we've been saying this, Amani, that we're meeting people for the first time, and yet when we meet, it's just instantaneous knowing.
1: Yeah, the familiarity of.
0: Yeah, I, and I can't explain it. And it's not like, well, who are you and where did you come from and.
1: It's just like we immediately drop in to, okay, let's get done what we came here to do. This soul contract that we all had to be here at this particular moment in time. And I mean, I think you could probably agree that this past year with all the things that have been revealed has, has been quite a spiritual experience. So, and I know many people tuning in to this weekly mastermind. Um, we are recording it. I put up the copies. Many people are asking on my website, which is momalution.com. Last week, a lot of people were asking asking. That was pretty amazing. So it's up on, I usually get them up a couple days later. So by the following Monday. So if people want to listen back to any of the past ones, not the best recording, but it doesn't matter because it's really about disseminating information. We know in these times where we're so censored, that we have to get creative in the ways that we're getting information out. And so I know that there's some cryptic ways that we've been communicating or like not direct ways, but we have to zigzag all over because that's really what these times require. So this podcast, even though we haven't quite figured out how to really promote so much on this clubhouse and now um knowing that Android people can hop on here so it's it's less exclusive. But I know that these recordings are getting shared out and that's the most important thing is disseminating the information and the opportunity to speak kind of behind the scenes with all of our mastermind group who are are busy doing all kinds of things, but you know, working behind the scenes. Like you have Renette, for these last couple of months, and I, I want to just ask you. I put up a post. It was shared on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it yet, but um, the thing that Governor Newsom put out as far as all of and and
0: the, the lottery, the fifteen million dollar lottery.
1: Yeah, let's talk um, about that. Well,
0: first of all, I'm quite sure that's illegal. You, you know. <laughs> To use taxpayer dollars to seduce people into a biological experiment is essentially what our governor is doing. Um, it, it, it's disgusting. Uh, I find it demonic. I find it irresponsible. Uh, I, once again, I go back to what I was saying over a year ago. Uh, all we needed to do was just like what India was doing, by the way, which was passing out Uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc tablets right to the masses because that's really what we're finding are those who have low, low vitamin D levels are the ones who who become sick. Um, And instead of doing that, we have literally been um, withholding the real narrative, censoring individuals who have been uh, healing people successfully over and over again because basically the only reason you could push a, an experimental jab like this is if there's no other options, but the options are there, but the press, the media, our representatives, our governors, our senators, and congressmen, only a few have been speaking out, uh, but most of them have actually been capitulating to this false narrative so as to force this jab onto people. And Newsom is doing the same. And I do know, of course, people will saying, well, India is actually not doing that great. They have the India... Indian variant. Well, the Indian government actually is now going after the BBC and other media for lying about this story. It's not true. And the Indian government has now asked for the BBC to give an official apology for this fake story about Indian variant. So, really, what I can recommend to our listeners more than anything is that we have got to question every narrative out there, especially for major media and our elected officials and start trusting our own intuition and discernment Absolutely. Great
1: advice, Renette. Chris, we are just talking about um, the lottery that Newman put out, like for Newman put out. So I'm wondering if you have any two cents you want to add to that. It sounds like you're en route somewhere, and I'm happy that you hopped on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got your text. Thank you. And I thought, oh, my God, it's Friday. <laughs> so I'm in the uh, airport again. And um, when an elected official, first of all, I believe that it is illegal. Um, I talked to Tom Rents about this when DeWine in Ohio put out a million dollar lottery to get people to get this vaccine. He said that's coercion and it's illegal. I mean, can you imagine using government funds for that? And then when I saw Newsom, I thought, oh, I get it. The demons just are following the same playbook. And I think that that's that's actually uh, Lee Merritt has been on our five doctors groups and she really talked about how to understand what's going on the only way to understand it is uh, to understand psychopathy like who are are psychopaths, sociopaths and um, she actually gave the intel that 150 psychopaths pretty much have all the money in the world that doesn't surprise me so and and here's what we need to do my my quote from Amy Loftus is is this uh, our denial is their protection our denial is their protection so we have to stop denying how bad it is and we have to stop denying how evil this is and it's the only way you know Renette you said we've got to trust our intuition well you know I don't know about you, but from the time I was a little kid, I was taught out of that. So it's taken me years, years to trust it. And there's nothing like this pandemic for me to see the similarities between everything that I've ever known to be true or thought to be true in medicine, where people are telling me, no, that's not true. And then later you find out Oh yeah it is. Yeah it is. So therefore when this whole thing started I I already had thirty years of uh, being in the practice of medicine and seeing what went what went down as the standard of care and how capriciously it was changed according to quote evidence and by the way, evidence-based medicine is a crop, just so everyone knows. When they say evidence-based medicine, it's a crop Some of the biggest breakthroughs in medicine have come from case reports. They come from the experience of one person. I mean, I remember way back in the day, and I'm learning. I'm in labor and delivery, and we're treating every patient as though it's a surgical procedure. She shades. She uh, she beta-dyne so, so that literally the birth canal is an operative site. And that was the mindset with which we approached birth. Then the baby comes out, you immediately clamp the cord like it's an emergency because this is emergency surgery, right? And then the baby is whisked off to the nursery to, quote, clean it up. Well, no mammal does that. Imagine, you know, you had a baby goat, baby calf, a lamb, and it comes out of the mother and you whisk it off to the nursery to get it warm, to heat it up, because you just made it cold. It's supposed to be with the mother. <laughs> I remember when I first started to study this, the neonatologists were aghast. They were aghast that I would suggest that the baby and the mother should be together.
1: And Amazing. Me. Chris, you so of your time. It's the most natural thing. It's just, it's incredible how we get so far from our instincts having our instincts intact, right?
2: Yeah, and you know, Larry did a wonderful talk about how kids learn and how they develop from the hindbrain up to the frontal cortex and he said a kid a, a two-year-old a one-and-a-half-year-old will be fascinated with a spoon they just sit there and they turn the spoon over and over in their hands they're fascinated with it they don't need to know the name of it that's how they're becoming they get the experience of the spoon well at this point we have a whole generation maybe two generations that hasn't even experienced the spoon um, Um, And because, first of all, they've all been injected with heavy metals uh, before birth and at birth. I mean, the DPT shot and the flu shot is injecting mercury directly into the fetal brain in the second week of pregnancy. Then the hepatitis B shot, I have to get this data, but as I recall, the hep B shot at birth that they get to 99.9% of newborns has 15 times the amount of safe aluminum,
3: not that there's any
1: safe aluminum, but this is a a totally unnecessary shot that basically they're just injecting the Mm -hmm. aluminum. You know, one wonders if that's just what their intention is to do.
3: Yeah, Chris, didn't you know that babies, (laughs) when the nurses walk out of the uh, nursery, the babies are having intimate sex unprotected. (laughs) I'm glad you just jumped on, Larry. <laughs> All my best stuff. I and guess. not only that, and not only that, they secretly go to the blood bank and start infusing other people's blood into their bodies, that puts them at risk for the hepatitis B infection. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: hey, hey, Larry, Larry, this is Eric hey, Eric. hey, don't they also don't they also meet in the in the post labor and delivery uh, rooms and and share uh, drug needles as well as soon as they're born? <laughs> Eric, Eric, don't tell, they're, they're, don't give away the secret. <laughs> okay, I was just confused. I'm sorry. What do I know? I'm just a chiropractor.
1: <laughs> Wait, Eric, while you're on, I know you've got a crazy schedule, and Chris is at the airport, so I appreciate all you hopping on. But any updates? Because we were talking in the beginning about all the money that the governors are giving away, California, Colorado, um, to incentivize people to get this poison. And I know um, we we're bringing up just the things that that other people like chiropractors like yourself have gotten their hands up for saying things like, you know, vitamin D and all these things actually work. thought you might have something to add.
3: Well, Imani, I think it's, it's so hypocritical uh, to, to really take a look and see what's going on. First of all, the, the the monies that they're using to incentivize people are coming from the COVID relief fund, which comes out of our taxpayer money, which, which shouldn't we have a say when our money gets spent on, number one? And number two, I do know this as a doctor, that, um, you know, if I uh, incentivize or quote-unquote entice someone to come into one of my practices to utilize our services, if I entice them with anything over a monetary value of over $15 dollars, that I could have a an infraction against my license and even potentially lose my license for fifteen dollars, let alone a million dollars, so I think it 's just so funny that you know do what I say, not what I do, kind of a deal, uh, especially whenever you know these are politicians they 're not doctors they 're not specialists they 're just they 're just doing what they're what they 're told to do and and that 's right, and you know to your point of what you said, the federal government does not want does not want people to understand that they have, first of all, rights. They also don't want them to understand that they have opportunities to do things to prevent and mitigate disease and symptoms. Um, they literally don't want doctors to publicly read uh, medical journals on social media, explaining that you know certain vitamins, minerals, nutrients can help them improve their immune system. And the big reason why, I just got off a radio station and, and they said, well, why is that? I said, it's really simple, follow the money. And they're like, well, wait a minute, everybody always says that. But no, it really is all of the money. Most people don't realize there's 17 points on this criteria checklist that the um, the, the, the vaccine manufacturers have to, uh, you know, they have to they have to be able to check off in order to have the emergency use authorization and then to also get full licensure of their, their, their injections they have. And one of those criteria that must be met is that there cannot be. Any type of alternative treatment to the disease that they're trying to uh, mitigate or prevent. I.e., that's why uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin C, zinc, D. All those are being just completely villainized uh, by the powers to be, and this proves that the. Um the people that control this system have weaponized, have absolutely weaponized the Department of Justice, the, uh, the the FTC and everybody else to do their bidding. And it's just sad that most people don't realize uh, how bad it is. And you know, it's interesting is, quote-unquote conspiracy theories which by the way every one of those conspiracy theories most of them have already been proven true i.e masks don't work i.e social distancing is a joke i.e hey there's 4,000 plus deaths from this this jab that's out in the united states alone right now i mean i don't know what people need to see before they wake up and realize that they've been lied to Amani, i asked my seven-year-old one day i said you know if somebody tells a lie uh even if it's to protect somebody is it still a lie and the answer is yes it's a lie and we've been lied to repeatedly 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 and it just kind of reminds me of somebody in a bad relationship that just keeps going back to their abusive spouse that keeps you know abusing them and lying to them and that's where the american population and quite honestly a lot of the world is right now so it's insane but
1: we're waking up. Totally insane. I was going to send you um, our mastermind group an email that I got from my daughter's school because uh, the vaccine clinic was closing and they were giving a $1,000 scholarship to honor the 500,000 dose that was given to one student um, college going to college. I, I was I'm just infuriated just to commemorate the milestone. That they want this our student from our school district to be the recipient of this 500,000 number dose, so that they could be eligible for this $1,000 scholarship. And I'm like, this is completely illegal.
3: Imani, not only is it illegal, it's insane. It's almost it's almost comical of what they're doing. You know, today's actually a very monumental day. I, I live in Missouri, and uh, my family and I are getting ready to go. Uh, Saturday down to the Lake of the Ozarks, and um, today marks the one year anniversary that the whole world made fun of all of us hillbilly rednecks at the at the Lake of the Ozarks, where over 500,000 people got together Memorial Day week in you know, 2020, and they said, oh, you're all a bunch of super spreaders, you're going to kill the world, and th- this was all over TMZ and mainstream media, and guess what happened? nothing there were two cases no deaths two cases reported out of that weekend but you know one thing that did happen at the lake of the ozarks all those hillbillies got rich Normally, 5 million people visit there in the summer. Last year, 10 million did. And they did $1 billion wow. in, in real estate sales last year. And they're having a booming economy because they're using something called common sense. Well,
1: yeah. So uh, we're headed to Austin this weekend. And it's just in- interesting because that area outside, like, I mean, it is booming. The economy is booming. And I think that, again, we're laying out what's happening, to re- this uh, kind of one timeline of the insanity. but the flip side of that is that we are mobilizing, we are organizing, we're setting up, you know, PMA, private membership associations, like there's so many people working on things behind the scenes and so grateful for everything that all of you are doing to put the infrastructure for this and it's sort of that, the balance and that's why I love these calls, we're laying out what's happening in the insane world and then we're also working diligently behind the scenes to create the new world and so, Renette, I know that's what your upcoming, you know, announcement right. about, jump in and share
0: well i i mean you know first of all okay i've said this many times i've never been religious i've always been spiritual <laughs> but what i'm seeing around us is absolutely satanic i don't and this is because, and i might become a christian real soon because i'm like holy cow but this is right, satanic. <laughs> it's right. It's and, and we have people in powerful positions from higher education to media, to politics, right? It goes on to, to, to medical, uh, you know, Western medicine, allopathic medicine, and they have made these systems weaponized, weaponized. Even my own little local newspaper has been weaponized. And so we have got to understand that these are abusive relationships and we have to disconnect from them. And in fact, the New York times just recently uncovered the fact that our Apple products, our Apple products, your phones, your iPads, your computers, all that information you've ever had on your phones, on your computers, the conversations, the texts, the emails, all of that information, Apple has allowed the Chinese government to collect and store.
1: Yeah, well that brings up the that clear phone that we're talking about and all of you will be getting but um because we can take all of our data back, it's not about abandoning it because what Michael was saying is stay in that system so we can reclaim that data and, and get our digital identity back. And just yes. a shout out to anybody um I'm pushing people to my mailing list where I'll be able to, you know, send out more of the information. That's where the podcast recordings are for this. So if anybody wants to be on, on that mailing list I'll Obviously, we have brave new life.net that's really geared towards a lot of the community building that we're doing on the ground. But I think for, for these conversations and resources, I'm going to start pushing people there so that I can um, send out this recording and other relevant links for this and what all of you are doing.
0: Yeah, I would really encourage people, you know, it's really an important time now to just sit quietly and really tap into your own gut, your own intuition, your own discernment. And yes, as Christian said, that was something that was taught out of us, right? We were taught to 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 literally push that aside and ignore it and not give it any credence. And we have to go back into how does that make my gut feel? How does it feel to me? And, and you know, when you're being abused, your gut usually turns inside out. So when you feel that, we have to start really being proactive and saying, you know what? This is an abusive relationship. This is not working. So what I have to do is I have to disentangle myself and go find a different, more healthy relationship.
1: I think I think Chris wrote a book on that. Right? Like, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could And I didn't realize that it was, you know how they had the zombie apocalypse preparation on the CDC? Yeah. Well, it turns out that dodging energy vampires was predictive programming for now. I didn't know it at the time, but it was. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right. So we just have to, we just have to be on our game and realize that, and we're doing that even now, right? Like all of these beautiful friendships and relationships we thought we had have fallen to the wayside and they really aren't that beautiful. They're actually very abusive. And now we're finding new friendships friendships and relationships. And as you said, and I said earlier, Lonnie, as soon as we meet people, it's instantaneous. It's like it's an old, old tribe. We're seeing each other and and we have each other's back. We're willing to go to the mat for each other. We're willing to die for each other, right? Defend each other. They're new relationships. So this is radically different. But this, when I feel it in my gut, it feels right. And so we have to really ask and look around. Everything in our lives, if your gut's turning Inside out. If you don't have a good feeling, then 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 look for a different relationship, whether it be with your media, with your own church, possibly with your own neighbors, or with your own.
1: Well, I mean, we're even having people in our our brave new life conversations. It's like their families. I mean, we've had so many people saying that their families have, um, you know. So they're crazy, Chris. You met um, one of the women that came to your house for your gathering way back, but um, literally just that being being labeled crazy. That that the family is kind of just they're needing to find their new family. Yeah,
2: that's what we're finding. This this whole family. Um, my, my social life has never been better. I don't have to be, pretend to be someone I'm not. Yes. I don't have to walk on eggshells anymore with medical colleagues. I'm, you know, I am like out. I'm like just completely out. Met a doctor from the past at the, the airport this morning, and you could tell that he'd read all the bad press about me. And I thought, well, I look a lot healthier than you. And he said, how are you doing? And I said, never better.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
0: You know, and that's the thing is I've been discussing with my, we have our warrior mamas, and this, is, this was purely organic. We didn't plan it, but about this time last year, and actually in April, we started having these regular Monday night dinners, and I know how people were saying, how do you survive this turmoil? Well, you have uh, your little pod and you meet regularly. That's the best thing. Well, these are all mostly brand new friends. And let me tell you, this is what I'm finding is that I don't have as many friends as I used to have, but that was superficial, right? I have fewer friends, but we Meet more often. Quality. The relationship is deeper. Yeah, the quality is richer. The conversation is more enlightening and real, and and we're real, right? Like you can almost say anything, and we don't care. We still love you. You can let like yes, sound, is, yeah. anything can fly out of your mouth, and we aren't going to judge you. We love you. We don't care. And we our laughs are deeper and harder, right? Um, we just and and when we hold each other, when we hug each other. There's more power behind that than ever before. And I and, and I. Can't former life or my former relationships they just were never this rich
1: mm. Chris did you want to add something
0: I
2: completely concur with that, I mean, and the other thing is this: I have now people from all walks of life, all ages, I don't have to do this thing, you know, that happens to people like me, where, you know, your social life revolves around um, whatever group you're with, like the Retired Doctors or the frickin' Country Club or Kenny Bonfort or, you know, any of those things. I realize how freaking superficial it all was anyway. <laughs> and I love when you say Rick
1: superficial, <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't wait to meet both of you again and give you both big hugs. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> just, like, freaking, like we're, you know. just like a call. A call went out and we all found each other. Yeah. And and, you know, and and we were sort of skirting around each other like me and Larry, you know, for decades. But now it's like, you know, just uh, out there in front. And I, and I love, you know, I remember hearing Eric last year, you know, getting out there full on. I remember sending it to Maureen. I said, look at this guy. He's doing, you know, he does. He's, he's nailing it. Yeah. And here we all are. it's just so great. You know, Carrie Made and uh, Lee Merritt, I'm going to meet them at the Advanced
1: Medicine Conference and, you know... You're headed there now, right? Meeting. Is that Chris? You're yeah. headed to Dr. Vitar's event? Yep. Yep. So there's going to be... Yeah. Who's going to be there? You,
2: Carrie? Um, me, Carrie, Lee Merritt, and uh, let's see, Bruce Lipson, mm. um, Rashid Vittar. Okay, uh, that's going to be streaming? Yeah, Andy Kaufman. Oh, yep. Andy's... Great. Awesome. And he's going to be there, and a whole bunch of others. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Ben Chapper's sending a filmmaker there. He wants to do something on censorship, so that'll be fun. Ben is one of the disinformation dozes, uh, like me. I love
1: Ben. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. Right.
2: Yeah. So anyway, you know, it, it should be very good. And we didn't even know what the schedule was until, like, yesterday, and I still don't know, and I don't even know where the thing is, and nobody cares, you know, because, right. like like I said, like I said to, Ke- yeah. to Carrie and Lee, at the very least, we go to Mount Rushmore and we talk about what we really think with each other as doctors. I mean, Lee knows stuff about the military that is unbelievable. And I just found out she's got a website, therebeldoc.com. I love it. You oh,
1: therebeldoc.com?
2: Yeah, okay. therebeldoc rebel doc. Yeah. She's something. She is something. And last night, Larry was on a thing with us and talked, she talked about how the Nazis brought in the 440 frequency for the Concert A and how they pushed that. Uh, The French didn't want to do it and so the frequency, they made sure that the frequency of music was off. It was off. It was not what humans should be listening to and that was done in the 30s. Wow. So there's all kinds of stuff that, that we're waking up to. What I tell people is it's worse than you can possibly imagine. And it's better than you can possibly imagine because we're all finding each other. And we are building the new earth. And uh, I just got a message from Oracle Girl Jacqueline. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to have a conversation with her. Uh, Because here's the way I see it. A lot of people are going to be leaving our experience one way or another. I, I hope that it's not massive death, but it looks like it will be.
1: So, yeah, we're um, yeah. yeah we're talking about having her on uh, upcoming events. so I'm glad you guys connected. Things are good. Larry, you want to jump in on that that conversation that you and Chris had last night with the Rebel Doc?
3: Yeah. um... Chris and I were part of the five doctors um, talking on critically thinking with Dr. T and Dr. P where we, uh, we discussed the transition that's happening uh, from people who are infected to those who are not. And uh, we discussed possible things people can take and do in order to maintain their health and protect themselves. And uh, you know, Dr. Merritt, had some great, great suggestions. Dr. Northrup had some great suggestions. Um, Dr. Uh, Maday had some great suggestions, and so did Dr. Tenpenny. And I, I actually bagged out. Um, I struggled with the idea of telling people how to protect themselves when we have no idea what's in these shots. We have no idea what's being transmitted And we have no idea what's happening from person to person. And so, you know, there are rumors that it's spike protein that's spreading. Rumors that that it's messenger RNA that's spreading. Rumors that nothing is spreading at all. Rumors that spike protein antibody is spreading. Rumor that it's nanobots that are lighting up between people. That there's electromagnetic... um, uh, magnification of material that's been injected that is uh, cyclically and free- with frequency affecting other people we have no idea if we listen to the powers that be we would just go on and like thinking nothing's going on but you know we're having experiences that are quite profound um, where people are having pretty significant responses in in being in, around those who are getting the shot, and so my take on it was, um, you know, Chris, uh, you know, as doctors. Um, we were at fault when we told people what to do and they didn't take responsibility for <laughs> their, uh, their outcome because they just listened to the authority. And then we had times where we told people what not to do and uh, we were not responsible either for that because people didn't take responsibility for their giving up their, their authority to us. And so my my feeling is that, that if I tell you what I'm doing to protect myself, what I'm basically doing is taking away your own authority and I'm taking away your ability to come to your own understanding of what works for you. And so I backed out. I did not tell people what I was doing because I don't want people, well, if Dr. Larry's doing that, I should do that. No. Um, I don't offer that information. What I'm doing is what I'm doing that works for me. And so um, there are a lot of things that we know to do to keep ourselves healthy, um, from, the, from the body, mind, spirit, all levels. Um, yeah, get out in nature, walk in the sand, walk in the ground, ground yourself, get your Wi-Fi off, uh, turn your breakers off at night, um, reduce your contact with your electronic um, materials uh um putting Faraday bags for your for your uh your electronics. Um get out in nature, be connected, connect to yourself, connect to your loved ones, connect to Ohio
1: high- Oh, we just lost Larry. He meant to cut off. That was um, I'm gonna to have to get yeah. on another call. So let me Chris- say, yep. I
2: love what what Larry said. I
1: think we just lost you too, Chris. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> <They're like> headed, <laughs> must have been the whole lake talking about all of the electronics.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a conspiracy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: you know, I'm here uh, actually, you know, I, I think what uh, Lauren said it's right. We have to really take care of ourselves, go out there grounding. And I, as much as there's an irony, yes, we're talking on the screen right now, but I think it's really important to be selective of what you what you, uh, look on your screen, reduce it as much as, as possible your time on the screen, go out into nature, walk barefoot, do some gardening, get some, some vitamin D. Connect with your loved one. Have that heart-to-heart connection uh, is really key now. And also, I go back to that 432 hertz. As I said, in the morning, I turn on my my phonograph and I listen to uh, some Gregorian chant. Just kind of got the the energe- energetic field, and uh, and that's the kind of stuff we need to start doing, um, is, is really being conscious of our of, of time and also what we're thinking. I really feel like our thoughts are really, really coming to fruition, right? Be careful what you're well, realizing how
1: powerful we are, it, it comes back to, I think, what Larry's outlining in this conversation we had, um, Eric and Andy and I, like around the way medical practitioners are shifting to to encourage patients to take be accountable and that's this new model that we're moving towards and it's what you said, Renette, about being with our instincts intact and really navigating and knowing what our own healing journey is and how we do it. Because, you know, there's individual ways to doing it. Yes, there's some things across the board, but even in the ability, and one of my concerns is in the kind of spiritual new cage movement, all the people that are going to be claiming that they can undo uh, all of the damage of the vaccine, you know. So it's like being careful of how we navigate that, like, people are looking to be saved, right? That's the bottom line, and we need to move away from this wanting to be saved and taking responsibility for our own well-being, every aspect of our life, not just our health, but everything that we do, Um in that arena. So Eric, I know you probably have to hop off soon. Anything you want to say as far as how you help your patients and stuff navigate through that rather than being kind of putting you on a pedestal?
3: Imani, you've kind of cut out a little bit there.
1: Sorry about that. Was I? That's wow yeah. so they're they're after us today. I don't know what's going on, yeah, yeah, just saying about getting people to be accountable for their own their own well being their own health care, and how we're moving away from this model of being saved
3: you know i I agree with that hundred percent I think the prop- that's what got us into this problem in the first place is people not taking their own personal responsibility for their health, their education, their wealth, their spirituality, you literally wanting to be spoon fed everything by doctors, the media, you know, it goes back to that whole mother, father, teacher, preacher programming idea. And once we break that, that whole idea that hey you know what we're actually the ones that are in charge you know we we have free will we have the freedom to choose we the people I mean this is in my mind this is about good versus evil this is not about this is not about you know right or wrong this is about the future of of mankind and and I, I I'm optimistic I'm just I'm always optimistic right I mean I firmly believe that something amazing and great is going to come out of this, but you know, there's going to be some some hard times that people are going to have to go through. And I agree with Larry; it's hard to tell people what to do to protect themselves because uh, we don't really know everything about this yet. I, I and I agree with Christiane. I say that. You know, the data and research clearly shows that what happened with the SARS-CoV-1 injection was not very favorable, uh, the Ferris died, and I pray to God that that is not what happens. I pray that we're wrong about that, but this group has not been wrong about too many things so far. Uh, and so, you know, one of the things that I get a question a lot is, you know, people say, hey, I was forced to take this, this, this injection. Or they felt like they were forced they weren't forced they, they they decided to do it it was their own free will and um because nobody held them down to get it done and now they're like okay what can i do to protect myself after the fact we don't know we really don't know and what we do know is is that we need more people less sick we know that you know according even to the cdc which again who knows if this is something that they're truthful or lying about but 94 percent of people that with or of COVID had at least two and a half to three comorbidities, other issues. Why are we not focusing on reducing obesity? Why are we not focusing on reversing type two diabetes, which is completely doable? Why are we not focusing on health? And it's because there ain't no money in the cure. If you listen to the comedian Chris Rock from back in the nineties and two thousands, he did a whole skit on, there ain't no money in the cure, you know, and they don't want you to know. That's why, That's why, I mean, there's reports that just came out of whether you follow this or not. Project Veritas just released a huge report showing that, you know, Facebook whistleblowers came out and said, yeah, we have a whole program to silence and suppress people that are quote-unquote anti-vax. Even though we're not anti-vax, we're free to choose. We just choose not to do it. So, you know, the key is to keep people ignorant to keep them weak, to keep them under control because, well, it's a lot easier for the ruling class to do what they want to do if that's the case. And my mission and my message to people is clear, wake up, realize how powerful you are. It goes back to that old poem that I love. And it says, you know, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And once you realize that it becomes very awesome to live your life that way. And it becomes very scary to the people that want to suppress you.
1: Absolutely. Definitely one of my favorites, too, Eric. I think um, that that's kind of the inspiration behind these calls is to give everybody the reality of what's going on, the insanity, but also the hope and not just um, from the place of trying to save others, and I think this whole group has given up on trying to save others, but we're really preserving this, the essence of humanity to carry on, and that's what's going to persevere. Larry, you you cut off when you hopped out, and, and uh, Chris got cut off and hopped out, but if there's anything else you want to add from what you were sharing earlier.
3: Where did you lose me?
1: You kind of cut off when you were going on about um, some of the things you could do, but that you were not wanting to tell people what to do. But I think just, you know, kind of we were just talking about people being accountable for their own well-being and what what's your. I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you see this um, area of medical and how your practice and you might be transitioning in these new practitioners of the future of not putting, you know, doctors on a pedestal, but people really taking responsibility for their own well-being in all areas of their lives.
3: Well, I'll use an example, Imani. There are times when parents say to me, uh, I just want to let you know that I went to a naturopath. And they say it to me almost as if they're embarrassed or that I'll be upset. And uh, most of the time, my answer is, I think it's important for you to build a healthcare team. And, uh, you know, no longer do I think that the medical doctor uh, owns or merits the place at the center of somebody's health care. And I think we need to put the patient back in the center of their health care and utilize a team around them that supports their choices in life and, and co them, essentially, um, into into their greatness and inspires them into their greatness. I mean, m- most of where I see at least my medical career going is in education. It's really in coaching and in teaching in, in supporting in inspiring people into their greatest health. Because ultimately you're with yourself twenty four seven. I mean you see me maybe once or twice a year or you got in touch with me a couple of times during the year. But ultimately, you know, you know, you can come and get a check in if you want, if you think there's something I can help you with. But ultimately you're your best uh, inspiration. You're your best coach. And, uh, I think we're, we are coming to the end of the patriarchal medical system where, you know, doctor is God and doctor says, and therefore people do. And, um, you know when you know I use the Socratic method a lot in my practice and when I teach especially when I'm working with kids when when parents say to me well doc what do you think of this and I'll say well what do you think of this or if a kid says doc what's this and I'll say well what do you think this is because it's time to start inspiring people to see the world through their own eyes and not claim the world through the eyes of other people and claim it as theirs and so we're we're in that transition and I I would much rather see people go off and live their best life than live the life that they think they should live because it seems that way through the eyes of someone else. And one of my one of my favorite things to teach parents is do you want your child to see the world through your eyes or do you want to help guide your child to understand and grow seeing the world through his or her eyes? And you know, every parent says, well the latter. And I'm like, well, but are you doing the latter? Or are you really just supporting the kid to see the world through your eyes? And my favorite example of this, Irani, mm-hmm. and it's a simple one, is when you know parents bring their infants or toddlers to me, and uh, the parents say hello to me, and then they look at the infant or toddler and say, "Say hey, hi to Dr. Larry, say hi, wave, wave. Right, wait, isn't that, yeah. And I, I just look at them and I laugh and I say, um, what are you doing? But do you not do you understand that children learn by imitating and modeling, and not by you having a hand behind their neck as if they're a marionette puppet and just puppeting everything you do? And they're like, what, what? Like, why don't you understand who the child is at that stage of development and understand what they're capable of doing and what they're capable of processing? So that they're not going to just do what you say. They're going to explore it and check it out and observe it and process it at a very different level than you are. And they're going to scout it and see if this is a person they want to relate to. Well, but I want my child to have good manners. Uh, Yeah, they will if you model it.
1: Yeah, that's how we perpetuate that programming, right? It's such a great example, like a simple one, but so powerful because... We'll see how that is playing out in so many different levels, even with our current situation. It's back to what Renette said of how, and Chris, how comfortable we're actually feeling in our own relationships at the ages that we are, not children anymore, but we're finally getting to a point where we're not walking on eggshells and pretending to be something else. And it's that whole programming that starts at an early age. We know those first seven years are completely the developmental, and you can outline all of that, but it's, it's what... Everything that we were told to do and how easily i mean that 's everything that we have created in this world is designed for that programming that you know from that those moments of telling our children what to do, putting them into the school systems, and um, it 's all intentional so but it's it 's such a subconscious thing that we don 't realize we 're doing, and so' it 's so awesome that you point that out to people, but I think there's so many things we could point out to people that we 're still doing that are still doing.
3: Because, you know, we're crippling our kids I and mean, we're not giving them the opportunity to have full experiences of their emotions. I, I'm just
1: devastated, Larry, what's happening with the kids that are being so manipulated right now with this poison shot that um and the, you know, controlled opposition to pit parents because this is already, you know, for those of us that have teenagers and, um, you know, young adults. But this is again based on what you just outlined it's it, it's easy for these children to succumb to this kind of programming right because um and how intense it is like they're being this generation and i know we're going to do that that live stream coming up on the last generation or the last generation with you 10 penny and chris that's coming up on the 7th and i um, really talking about this because I'm concerned about these. You know, Renette's talking about the seven generations, like the seeds of humanity. We've talked about seed saving to make sure there's food on the planet. At this point, we need to be saving seeds for humanity to continue existing on the planet.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know. Uh, you know. I have to say, you guys, because I'm hearing these reports around the world, but there's definitely um, an assault on products and food products, meat products, building products. Right, construction products. Um, they're you know having food, having seeds, having access to your farmer, your ranchers, uh, particularly those who've not been vaccinated. Because I have a lot of organic farmers in our area who've gotten vaccinated. And are you kidding, Renette? No, in fact, almost all of them. I like all that. of them. No, it's, it's it's dystopian. It's a nightmare. I'm in a nightmare, and so um so the thing is that we've got to find the farmers and the ranchers who have not been vaccinated because the truth of the matter is I don't know if they're going to be alive or what type of health they're going to be in a right. year uh, from now. Well,
1: that's so, that's why we're going to create that resource directory that we've been that it's formulating in the works through, and and that'll end up being on. The Haven Earth website, which is havenearth.biz Biz, for anybody that wants to follow us there. Putting together a directory of all the growers, the farmers, the people on the land, because essentially that—that's what you know I've been talking about, right? We're gonna, we're that's we're filtering out right now, and the people that are gonna be connecting, whether it's, you know, we Chris was joking around about the dating app, but this is not a joke anymore. Like we're talking about like where the schools are that you can have your children, where the teachers haven't gotten a shot, where you can, the. Farmers that are growing the food where they haven't um, the relationships. So these communities are going to be evolving, and um, I see them as little pods. So that it's like we're going to create that directory to be connect people who are uh, you know on the same page that are finding each other like we are. <laughs>
0: Exactly. It, it is our tribe. It's our tribe and it's our family. And we have to be here for each other. So that's, and, and, and that's what we're doing. We're reaching out. We're finding
1: each other. As I said, the as, as we do. The bond is the best. Tremendous. And again, just so grateful for all of us that are coming together. Can't wait to be with you in a couple of weeks in California. Um, just an update for anyone that wants to tune in and get the recordings from these mastermind behind the scenes calls. Just uh, go to Lucian dot com like Mama Revolution of Mama MamaLution dot com and you can get them on there and join my mailing list if you want to have more updates on the resources and things that we're talking about um, on these calls anything you want to close out with Larry know you're popping in and out and Renette we have a few more minutes left
3: yes reception
1: yeah, you know, we're all in and out today. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very. I'm very encouraged with the uh, movement of people who are waking up. And uh, I'm saddened by the people who are rolling up their sleeves for an experimental injection so that they can go to university or go on a cruise or be able to go to a sports game and, and not understand the ramifications of their choices. And really, they the, the fact that, uh, that people are, are sold on the, the idea that this injection is going to somehow protect them from a disease which um, is not even caused by a virus um, is quite quite astounding at the, the level of um, um, mind evolution that we're seeing. I think, um, ultimately, I, I, I think uh, it's going to be our jobs to prepare for the times when the young in our population who are getting these shots are going to understand their their response their sort of consequences of having done these shots and then realize that they're unable to reproduce and uh, i think uh you know we're we're gonna we're gonna need to really um find a way to prepare the world for um, many people who are either going to die early or who are going to suffer greatly um whose minds are going to be controlled by these shots um, and who are not going to be able to reproduce and gonna. Going to have very unfortunate lives. Uh, I feel for those of us who are not getting the shot, who are exposed to those who are getting the shot. We are in a very unknown place and we're going to try to figure this out together and uh, in hopes that uh, we can heal. Um, I look back on World War II when when so many people were experimented on with such heinous interventions, and uh, I realized that, you know, people moved on. The cultures moved on, the world moved on, and so I'm I'm holding that in love and light and understanding that, you know, we will move on and find our way as well.
1: Yeah, that's the hope, Larry. Thank you for painting that picture. I, you know, I I do go back to that idea that humanity has persevered, but I know that there are so many unknown things with what we're dealing with. Um, so it some days it's more challenging than others, but thank you for that.
3: <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed.
1: Renette, you want to close us out since you were the first one on? You can.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I, I know, I just, you know, we've all been living under a false narrative for a very, very long time. And I, myself included, we have been living with false assumptions. Um, what our world really is and what it is not. And I think now more than ever is the time to really start questioning everything around us, questioning the narrative, questioning officials, questioning experts, and and really fine-tuning our own um, human tuning fork within ourselves. And I've been having conversations with a lot of people here in California, as many of you know, uh nuisance of being recalled, and um, I, I think the man is a criminal, especially now that he's got a fifteen million dollar lottery for a biological experiment. It's shocking, but I've been having conversations with people saying, "Look at." When we question our reality and the narrative on us, that also should, you know, not just be about, um, you know, Western medicine and what our officials and, and uh, you know, doctors and experts are doing to us, but we also have to look at the the political environment and really start questioning two party system, for instance, because we have this recall coming up and people are like, well, who are you going to vote for, a Democrat or a Republican? I'm like, you know what, you guys, at this point in time. We are at the precipice. We are at the ultimate crossroads. It this is a do or die point for us in so many ways. And we have to really now be bold take a leap, right, you know, a leap in the net will appear, uh, have faith, but when it comes to this next, this recall election they will be happening probably this fall in California, I've been saying to people, like, look at, you know, we've got to say no to allopathic medicine that's been lying to us, we've got to say no to believing what the media is saying to us because they've been weaponized, right, we've got to say no to our elected officials and we've got to send a loud and clear message are elected officials who have been doing this to us for the last year and to the two-party system, the RNC and the DNC, and say, you know what? We're not going along with this any longer. We're not voting for your two-party system, this, as a matter of fact. Until you get your house cleaned up and your house in order, we're going to start voting for people, for those candidates who all represent the people and not big-money interests. So... Everywhere around us, we have got to relinquish our connections, our attachments and our relationships those things that are doing harm to us, that are not serving us, right? That aren't, aren't perpetuating uh, an abundance and vitality in our lives. And, and I think for the first time, I am seeing those, yes, I think there's going to be a lot of carnage because of this. I know there's going to be a lot of carnage because of this jab. We've already had carnage. I've already seen people d- uh, die, and we've seen people have strokes and heart attacks, embolism, dull palsy. They've been completely compromised. So it's already happening. It's not an if. It's already happening. So we're seeing this now. We know there's going to be carnage, but I'm seeing that role be pulled back from people's eyes for the very, very, very first time. And that's where my hope and my, my faith rests right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's a beautiful place to end on that sense of hope. I mean, because we do know what's coming, we're preparing for it. But um, the ones that are waking up and coming together is uh, is going to be what builds this new earth out and that's really what we're all here to do um, on some level all of us that are anybody that's tuning into this call I'm pretty sure is feeling in the same uh, way that we are. There's a frequency that we're, you know, humanity's up-leveling yet again, and we're going to not just um, watch what unfolds, but we're taking action, and I think that's the other thing about this group that's so important with this Mastermind group is that everybody is really um, action-oriented, defining these sovereign solutions and maintaining um, a remembrance of the will of humanity, that we are not consenting, that we are going to speak up and out and um, you know work together collaborate really some of us for the first time because even what you just said Renette it's like I thought I was pretty aware of what's going on but what we've become aware of in the past year is like nothing that I ever would have imagined you know
0: staggering it's staggering no I I I was too I always feel like I was pretty aware always becoming more aware every year, but this last year <laughs> has been a doozy. Right. It's, it's, you know, it's very humbling. I mean, you know... I, oh,
1: yeah. Totally humbling. <laughs> you know, every day. I've,
0: I've had a lot of people say, you're so arrogant for having your strong opinions. Well, first of all, for me to get to my strong opinion, I had to realize that I was wrong. <laughs> and then, right. and then I had to pivot, and I had to come to grips and terms with that. Yeah. And now I'm standing strong because I realized at one point I had made assumptions, I had beliefs. Yeah. And that they were wrong. And and now I'm standing and you might think I'm arrogant because maybe I'm standing in a place of power. Right. Because I I, I had I was humbled and I was like, wow, OK, I guess I don't know everything. And, and I guarantee you, according to the information I get tomorrow or the next day, I'll probably be humbled again in a little bit. And
1: I'll Every say, hey, single day we're <laughs> deconstructing and breaking it down and learning something new. Absolutely, and and I think that's actually one of the skill sets that's essential. We talk about um, what we need, we require humanity requires is that ability to completely pivot. These times require that to be um, not set in our yeah. ways and our opinions, and yeah. to stay yeah. open to the information. And not to say that everything that everyone in our group is saying, I and mean, not everybody agrees on everything. But it, I don't know if it was you or Chris that like we don't have to. We know that we don't have to, and but we're staying open to the information. Um, and just letting it reveal itself and I think that that's what's um, going to to really save humanity is because we're not we're not looking the other way we're we're taking that's right. accountability that's right so that's right. thank you everyone for tuning in so appreciative for all of you that are sharing we'll get more more um, the master right now now that the Android's on uh, so I hope to get Sherry Tenpenny on here, Miss Dolores today. But um, for those going to Dr. Batar's event this weekend, um, that'll be awesome. We'll be in Austin this weekend through uh, the Brave New Life Building community there and obviously the Arise Tour and Lee Dundas will be there um, holding it down and making her way through to California. So thank you, everyone. Tune in with this. If you want to share this recording, just go to momolution.com. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Lara. you, Thanks, Larry. All Thank right. You. Bye,
0: everyone.
1: Bye, everyone.